I'm gonna just- I'm just getting yoked so I can beat the shit out of all of you at your bachelor party. Uh, that's not what's gonna happen. Actually, I'm taking this <laughs> exact same route just so I can fucking squash Harry like a bug, dude. Greetings to all of you beautiful people. We apologize for the hiatus, but health and safety is priority numero uno here at End of Reg. Back here with the Stew Crew quarantined episode for you here to make you guys laugh educate you a little and most importantly entertain you let's go ahead and meet the minds behind the madness live from nashville shaky dough how we do kid i'm good good it is good to be back uh i can't even tell you how long it's been actually since april 9th damn so a month um so yeah obviously a lot's happened the last month we're gonna talk about quite a bit of it so um well next up Live from Florida, Barrel Chest Grimes, how we doing? Just getting swole down there. Yeah, um, just a quick reminder that it was actually March 9th, April 9th was four days ago, um, so glad to see quarantine's oh, going well yes, for all of you. Yes, March 9th. Um, and it just really just reiterates the fact that without BC Grimes, this thing just doesn't stay too too well afloat, so it's good to be back. Quite, really quite, just, the, quite the contrary. Really just, really just vibing. Uh, got the stash going. Got the whole, whole thing, whole thing's ripping right now. I wish well, we could somehow get a picture of the stash for the, for the listeners. I will, I, I will, I will gladly take a selfie yeah, and, and get that out there. We can do that. Well, live from Richmond, Tommy Lasagna. How we doing? I'm doing all right. I'm glad to get out of the house and get back in the studio. And by that, I mean move from my living room to my bedroom. <laughs> so it's, it's good to have a little change of pace here. Good to be back with the boys. All right, well, let's kick it off. I think Joe Flacco is actually a very elite quarterback. I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. You got my vote. Number one man, greatest quarterback of all time, hands down, Tom Brady. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as you very well know, there's chaos amongst us, which has derailed sports, entertainment, everything you can think of. So we've pulled everything and anything that we could to ensure that you guys are being informed, as well as getting a little chuckle in on the side. So for our agenda, we've got entertainment, a little debate club. We're going to talk some conspiracy theories, uh, as told by Barrel Chess Grimes. And then we'll talk some sports. Uh, there were some money moves made in this chaotic time, um, and we're going to run through those and talk to you about our thoughts. So let's go ahead and run here through the new norm I wanted to talk about because I just experienced it running up to 7-Eleven. I feel so weird every time I go out <laughs> to buy something or go into public, slanging a bandana or a cloth over my face. The first time I did it, the guy in Seven Eleven actually stepped back from the counter. Like you were about to rob him? I'm, I'm <laughs> like sure you're not the first person with a bandana to approach him. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. But it just makes me feel super shady. So I feel like you can only rock the medical masks or you're looking like you're slanging. Yeah, the whole, the whole mask thing has definitely been an odd adjustment because looking around, too, at first, I was like, oh, like what's wrong with these people? And then it, it dawned on me. I'm like, oh, yeah, like. I'm out in public again. I should I should probably get one of those masks. I am 
you know, not to discount the virus and spreading it. I, I mean, I, I guess I've gone out really. I think I've been in a gas station like twice, and I went to Home Depot once as well. Um, in the, really, I guess the last two months, but uh, I'm simply not going to wear a fucking face mask. Period. That's so. my that's my boy shakes. Uh, yeah, that's my here's, fucking here's boy. Your problem is that you guys aren't in metropolitan cities right now and it is illegal for you to enter grocery stores or bodegas without masks on um so like that means you're just like you're not gonna go get your hgh pills and horny goat weed at the gas station shakes right (laughs) i'm the same boat man like i i (laughs) nothing i'll tell you when you're older sorry harrison I was just gonna say I just don't I don't like the idea of having a mask over my face, um, regardless if it's like a, a health benefit or a concern or whatever. Like I was at Publix, I've been to Publix a bunch of times, um, and I always rock shades in there because I like looking at the people with masks on and, and th- kind of thinking, wow, they look really stupid right now. I have been doing the exact same thing for real, and, but go on. And because I don't want to make eye contact, so I just yeah, rock the shades. Yeah. I probably walk around like I'm looking like the Unabomber. Uh, like hat low and all that uh, mustache, you know, whole nine yards. Yeah, but I, would, I would go as far to say is you look like more of a douche wearing sunglasses inside than you do wearing a mask during a wrong. pandemic. Absolutely uh, not. Not wrong. Don't don't yeah. be ridiculous. I was and, not uh, ridiculous. You look like a pedophile. You look like you're going out creeping in the supermarket. I do not look like a pedophile. <laughs> we'll let the we'll let the listeners debate that when you post that selfie tomorrow. <laughs> But I, I, I agree okay, to an fine. extent. I was I was on the the idea of like, oh fuck it, the mask is useless. I don't need it. I don't want it. It's it's an inconvenience. And then I thought about it, like, there could be some stupid fucking idiot just hacking up a lung right before I walk down an aisle and I just breathe in some of that shit. I don't I don't want any of that. I'm not trying to get this disease. I'm not trying to prove a point here, I'm not trying to look cool. Dude, I watched some simulation of someone coughing and sneezing in a grocery store, and it was so gross. Oh, the dispersion is disgusting. It's unbelievable. (laughs) It's disgusting. It's like 13 feet, dude. Yeah, I sneeze into my shirt. (laughs) Oh, yeah, for sure you do, but everyone out there is just grimy. Yeah. Just takes one out. I do agree with that, yes. Yeah. I do agree that most people are disgusting. Yeah. yeah, I saw some guy outside the other day, like this Asian guy smoking cigarettes, hacking up a long coughing. I was like, dude, bad luck right now. Bad luck. Yeah. I, I ordered a cough uh, somewhere else. Yeah. I ordered I ordered Jersey Mike's today for, for lunch through Uber Eats, right? So the guy delivers it. And I can see him like out the window and I and I can see like he doesn't know which house it is, so I walk out. And I'm like, Hey man, I think that's mine. He's like, Oh, you said one twenty six, that's this house. I'm like, No, 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 it's mine. And I get closer and the guy's like Clinically obese, disgusting. Probably hasn't showered in two days. Drives like a Honda Civic that's beat to shit. <laughs> and I was like, man. And he's handing me the, the uh, <laughs> he's handing me the bag with the sandwich in. I was like, and I literally like put out like one finger, put on my pointer finger, <laughs> and then and grabbed the handle and walked away. Harris you know, like, you know he you, rode you the whole way the over. Sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> he rode the whole way over with that sandwich stash between his legs. <laughs> Gotta keep it warm, bro. I will say though that the thing about going out in public now is my allergies are terrible. Raging, and Richmond dude. is like Raging. one of the worst places in the country for allergies. And so when I'm out there, I'm like holding down like allergy sneezes and like the tickle in my throat because I'm petrified 
And if I sneeze yeah, or cough, like, the fucking national like guard is gonna come slur. in. Yeah, I'm gonna get I'm gonna <laughs> get dropped, and, and somebody's like gonna be a public hero for saving dozens of lives. <laughs> no, every time end. I'm out there, the entire city's covered in green, and I'm basically dying trying to hold myself in from being tackled here in the nation's capital and thrown into some CDC holding cell. The, the gulag. Yeah, yeah the like lag. literally, <laughs> the lag. All right, well, let's talk uh, Let's talk about a little bit of a debate that we got. Some debaters. Rip some debaters here. Math little, debaters. Little, uh, yeah, a little rust on the wheels, so let's go ahead and get oiled up. Um, Tom and I were discussing this the other day. I don't know who has and who hasn't seen it, but Ozarks and Breaking Bad are two banging shows on television. And in them are two very questionable wives, that being Wendy Bird in Ozarks and Skylar White in Breaking Bad, and we are going to debate who is worse. And what kind, like, worse, just like, like, just a more annoying just person? Anno- just a noisy I think character. the less you explain it, the the better the answer is going to be. Like, yeah, yeah. I, okay. Honestly, both of them, which... Admittedly, I'll just I'll just start. My opinion is going to hold the least amount of weight because I think I'm the only one here who hasn't seen Breaking Bad. But like, just for me, this Wendy Bird chick from Ozark is I, I cannot explain for the fucking life of me why I hate her so much. She is just the worst. So like, I guess that's the debate. Just which one of these two women pisses you off the most, and I guess why? Yeah, I've got a bit of an issue here too. I haven't really seen Breaking Bad enough to really hold much. Uh validity towards like why i think skylar's worse i find her to be super annoying and nosy whereas like wendy bird is more while she's super annoying and and in the sense where she keeps putting the family into more trouble and like deeper and deeper she's into trying this to hole. trump marty right because yeah. she like feels like he's kind of just the head honcho and she wants a little piece of the cake you know um and so i think that's really annoying to deal with because he's just trying to like get them out from under this and she's just like digging them further and further into the into the whole cartel mix um, but I do respect that, like, she, she, like, is super driven to the point where she, like, wants, she just, like, wants to, like, be, like, a, you know, a cartel leader. You know what I mean? Like, she's, like, whereas Skylar's a little bit less so. She's more just annoying. Skylar's, like, a narc. She's, like, a narc, yeah. And she's, like, Wendy's not a narc. She's just, she's like, like more intense. while she's pregnant and stuff. I- I'm not yeah. down with the Skylar White cause. I'm, I'm team Wendy Bird. She annoys the hell out of me. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, she's down to go toe-to-toe with Navarro, the head of the cartel, whereas <clears throat> Skyler's, like, always complaining and whining about Walt getting out. It's like, you know what this guy's done for your family? Come on. Yeah, and that's that's sort of where I draw the line, too. I think I think Wendy sucks in her own right. Like Brent says, she just gets under your skin. But in Breaking Bad, like Walt White's just trying to put food on the table. Like he's got he's got a fucking ticking time clock with his with his cancer, and you just gotta let him do what he needs to do to put the family in the right place. Stop trying to get in the way. Stop making everything worse. For that for that reason alone, Skylar White, bigger douche. Yeah, yeah. And definitely like you the, said, definitely the she's woke. a narc. Yeah, she's a narc. All right, this next one uh, for the debaters is going to get some of you angry because we've talked about it in the fo- before, something along the lines of, is a hot dog a sandwich? Saw something today. Is cereal a soup? Why or why not? Now, no. I will preface this by saying there are cold and hot soups. I'm just playing devil's advocate, and now I'll let you jump on it. If Okay, 
no, a cereal is not soup, cereal is cereal. If you were like, is oatmeal a soup? Then we probably are getting a little bit more into a blurred line right, territory. So, so we should dissect what justifies a soup. I don't know. To be honest, it's just one of those things that you can't answer scientifically. Uh, kind of like it's, ver- you it's know, very scientific, though. Yes, it it is, but it isn't. <laughs> I mean, I get I get that it's similar to the hot dog sandwich debate, where it's just like I mean, there really isn't an explanation for why a hot dog's not a sandwich, but it's not because, as Harry said about cereal, it's just a fucking hot dog. Cereal, cereal, soup is soup. But I think you do start blurring the lines, like you said. I don't think oatmeal. I don't think meal period qualifies as soup, and I mm. I can't explain any more scientifically. What about than that. what about porridge? Porridge is soup. I thought they were one and the same. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I'm, see, that's see where the line is. Here, the line people? exists. That was, that was the so line exists right between porridge and meal. I'm I'm looking at this as meal. soup comes with the liquid in it. But cereal, you need to add the liquid to it to make it cereal. Ooh, I like that. Okay. So there that's, is where I draw my PhD scientific line in the dirt. Boom. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's valid as shit. That's interesting. Okay, Tom. I knew that I knew the chemistry degree would pay off at some point. Right. <laughs> I, I'm hoping it does too. That, <laughs> that's been the biggest uh, reciprocation from nine years of college thus far. What I learned in school. <laughs> Tom Wells. All right, now now that we got that out of the way, the last one is very crucial. In a time where toilet paper is limited, we need to know are you an over or under type of person? And I don't mean wiping. I mean when you place it on the rack, is the toilet paper hanging over the top or is it underneath? Over. Over. And that's the only uh, answer. Over every time. Thank you, yeah. Shakes. <laughs> Harrison is Gardner, I've got or Harry, I've got right a gun now. pointed at your head. Yeah. Uh I don't really, I think, <laughs> Harrison's like I it's, keep it on the floor. It's funny, man, like I don't uh Shoot, I don't even know like what I do. I just like put it. It's just like whichever side when I put it on the little you know spring loaded plastic part. It's just like whatever yep. side it is. Harry's like um, whatever the temperature of the bidet is is what I'm using. Right. <laughs> I, um, I will say I, I go out of my way to do it over. You know, every single time I'm an over yeah, guy for sure, without a doubt. It's one All of right, the few OCD things. And on on the bidet note. Same. Does anybody actually know like what the temperature of your standard b- bidet water is? I've never used one, but I would think I'd, I'd no, like like some nice like shower temperature water, maybe slightly warmer. Some ice cold. Definitely not cold, dude, because that shit will splash up in you. Everything? No, no. Dude, I'm just not. Say it, Tom. Say I'm it. not sitting on it. Yeah. Shakes for the longest time. I caught him at my grandparents' house using it to drink out of. He thought it was a water fountain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Why, why is this you so swore low? You wouldn't tell. You, you freaking sold your own poison, man. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, let's talk conspiracies. I know that Harry wanted to talk a little bit of uh, what's going on in that noggin of his. Uh, sure. So I've had a lot of time to think during this quarantine. <laughs> Uh, I've also listened to like a lot of bullshit from like every sort of news source and government official and China and fucking who knows. And it's all starting to get pretty boring and no one has the same information and everyone uses different stats and, you know, models and so on and so forth. And so I'm starting to think that maybe there's, you know, essentially just a cover up, if you will, that I have this one that has to do with climate change and that the powers that be being like 
Illuminati-esque people, the people who really pull the strings, uh, realized that global warming was getting like way out of control and that we need to like severely cut our carbon emission or else like things would pretty much get to a tipping point where we could not return from. And so they had, they had essentially created an actual mechanism to create fear within the global population to instill these lockdowns because they wouldn't be able to do these lockdowns if there wasn't something that actually could kill you. And so they're doing this to uh, ultimately save the earth. So are you saying that there is no virus and that it's... No, there is a virus, but they, they couldn't do something like this to actually instill lockdown measures without something that could actually kill people by being outside. Let me ask you this. What in the fuck makes you think that the Illuminati or the powers that be uh, care about the Earth? Because if the Earth doesn't exist, then none of us exist. True. And then your powers, and then like your powers mean. Well, this, the same, I mean, in using that logic, politicians would care too, but half of them don't. Most of them Most politicians don't. are, <laughs> most, most politicians, A, like, think their shit don't stink. You know, like, they think they're so much more important than they really are. Right. When they're not. They are, they are huge and, tools. Uh, every one of them. Hu- <laughs> every, every single one of them. I could not agree more. If you were a politician um, listening to this podcast, fuck you. Okay, so think about, like, why Why do you think the DNC put, <laughs> puts so much back in behind Joe Biden? Because essentially they can use him as a puppet if he were to get... And now they're starting to realize that he just doesn't even have the momentum to even get him to a presidency. But the reason why they put, so, they put so much back in behind him and everyone dropped out and started endorsing Joe is because ultimately for the party itself... He's essentially just a, a figurehead who, you know, is clearly if, got if, dementia. If Joe so Biden happens to I win, the vice president will be president in like three to six months. Yeah, I agree. Well, but like my point. point being is that like if you see, you know, I've seen these all these different articles about like, uh, you know, pollution in, in China, like just completely being, you know, eradicated. You've seen... Uh, pollution in Los Angeles, like usually there's kind of a, a haze that sits over the city that's been completely gone, um, and like you're actually seeing some it's temperatures. Without, it's without and like ice that caps re- is, is raging. Like you go outside, and maybe I'm just thinking too deeply into it, but I've seen more wildlife in the metropolitan area. It's lusher, it's greener. Things are in full bloom. Now that very well could just be that we're having a warmer season and not because of the fact that there aren't as many cars and planes etc and boats in the waters air and on the roadways but it definitely isn't doing harm having all that shit yeah out of the way but i i agree so but at the same time i'm on the other end of the spectrum whereas i believe that this was a cover-up by the chinese government Bio- bioterrorism no 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 not at all just that it was something that they believed to be something small, maybe like the, the Hantavirus or SARS, even though those, those weren't small. And it was an attempt to be swept under the rug. And in doing so, because of current day society, where you can get to China, to the U.S. in one day, the spread was just inevitable. So I think, yeah. it, was, I think it was more so like the, these people knew and nobody did anything about it. Like you saw a bunch of politicians dumping stocks before this happened. There's been something like 2,100 CEOs who have stepped down since January when this started, and $7.2 billion worth of stock has been dumped from those companies. Places like Boeing, American Airlines, Gap, like these aren't small companies. They're people who are much more well-connected than the average person. What I'm saying is like, I think what you are alluding to is that there are a lot of people who knew that this was coming and didn't do anything about it. 
Right. I, I, I tend to agree with that. I don't think like um, somebody made I love, it I love the idea of it being, I don't love the head. idea of it, but it being like some sort of bioterrorism, bioterrorism weapon that was developed by the Chinese to cripple the American economy. Well, which isn't, it, it I, I guess uh, this is probably like complete bogus, just like most things and theories. Uh, but like, there's like a United States patent for novel coronavirus. You know, like, yeah. Well, so it was it was discovered in 1969, but it was like the first form of COVID, and obviously since then it's evolved to whatever the hell it is now. It's it's patented but, because people can use viruses as a means of like transporting medic medication. Like that's like right. that's what the influenza vaccine is. Like everybody talks about like oh it's a live virus it's whatever. No, it's just like the transport mechanism with the virus. So that's why it was patented. Now, if, if it okay. was patented as a bio, you know, biomedical, whatever, biochemical warfare. Warfare. Yeah. That, yeah. that would be some difficult writing to get passed was, by Congress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I it, mean, obviously, obviously it wasn't. You know? It's crazy. Like, like, it's you, exactly what you described. If you go on the back of some of the home cleaning like solution barrels, boxes, whatever they are, some of them straight up say that it'll help uh, get rid of COVID. Like, this is before COVID-19 hit. So, like, this has been something that's around. So that that's what kind of, like, believes me or leads me to think that this is something that people knew were com was coming and did nothing about. I mean, Bill Gates did that TED Talk a couple of years back where he was like, the next big threat to the world yeah. is a pandemic. He stepped George, down. George W. did it as well. Yeah, he stepped yeah, down I mean, Berks if Berkshire you, you can look at a Microsoft. lot of like modern philosophes if you will uh not necessarily that that that's how you describe bill gates but i know like for instance nicholas uh nicholas nassim talib he's like one of the smartest guys on the planet from like a just general economic slash behavioral theory standpoint i mean you can find you know six seven ten year old videos of him saying the same shit i think that's just because those people are fucking smart yeah and uh they do realize not not that I'm discounting any theory. I don't give a shit. I think a theory would be pretty fucking cool, or a conspiracy theory that is. But uh, you know, these these are extremely smart people. They understand that you know only for forty years has the world been as accessible as it is, and probably at this point, outside of fucking nuclear warfare, you know, the honestly, mathematically speaking, the most logical piece of you know chaos would be a pandemic because it can't be stopped. Whereas if this happened in you know, 1930, it's not going to be a big deal. It's going to it's going to be trapped wherever the fuck it started because yeah. people aren't taking transatlantic flights, you know, a million times a day. And you can't get, you know, like Gardner pointed to basically, you know, four million people a day traveling between, you know, fucking China and United States. And it, and it leads me to my next point, which is like it, it sucks and I'm losing my mind and I am a victim of unemployment along with 16 million other people because of covid but my message to everyone is don't be fucking small-minded like stay inside yeah, don't be selfish obviously having having to go and get essentials having to go and deal with essential work items i get but like people posting shit where they're like hanging out with other people and they're like oh six feet haha social distancing it's like we don't understand this virus. No one does, as Harrison alluded to. Everyone just comes up with different bullshit every day. So mm -hmm. just hang out inside. We're all yeah. doing it. 
I will say, I want to be the first to say for all the fellas out there that uh, dip is absolutely an essential item. So if you're going to get a dip <laughs> at the gas station, I will allow that. Yeah. I will say, I made a journey up the road, and they were very limited. Got a little concerned. <laughs> what? For what? For, for tents. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying I went up the road, and my guy was like, dude, running low, my man. You got you, you should have just bought him out right there. I was I, just about I, to say that's his way of trying to get you to buy the stash. Yeah, well I loaded up and then I saw a little box behind the counter filled with them, so <laughs> very sneaky. No, not actually, but def, definitely swindled me. Alright, well let's um move on from conspiracy theories and talk actual facts. Um obviously not much going on in the sports world, but there are some things that are happening. <laughs> what are what are uh, sports, dude? Yeah, seriously. <clears throat> um Look, we've had cancellations, we've lost March Madness, we've lost Wimbledon, British Open, everything you can think of. M- most, most heartbreaking probably for me is the NHL season. The Masters. <laughs> the playoffs yeah. would have started last weekend. Christ. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was so sad. Yeah. But with that being said, uh, there is some cool stuff going on. Drew Brees has a solid job lined up after he hangs up the cleats. On the day of his retirement, he is secured a job at NBC Sports, uh, and I believe that they will groom him to eventually replace Chris Collinsworth. Um, But I imagine it's going to be a hell of a lucrative deal. I didn't see much about dollar signs. But Drew Brees continuously making moves. I mean, the guy is and will always be the GOAT to me. Uh, Me personally, I just want to go ahead and get this out of the way. I can't imagine a better world to live in than a world where Fucking Drew Brees replaces Chris Collinsworth on television. <laughs> That's exact. That is exactly what I want. And damn, I want if Drew I don't Brees mind waiting president. four more years to see that shit happen, you know, I will gladly. I heard. I heard Sean Payton dropped a little uh, accidental piece of information that this, that this is going to be Brees' last year. Interesting. Oof. Yeah, he was uh, in like a he was in an interview and and kind of just slip of the tongue was like uh, he's like yeah you know uh, you know Drew's you know got his last year coming up. And then he kind of like realized what he said, and he like backed away from it. Woof! What does his contract That's, situation look like? Is it through just the end of this it's year? A two, it's it's a no, it's a two year. Okay, yeah, but they, you know, always basically that leaves the door open. Um, it's funny. Um, I mean, dude, we're we're about to enter. Like, there hasn't been a prime changing of the guard from a commentary standpoint, honestly, in the last forty fucking years. You know, this is like. When my dad was a young man, basically, is when all these bozos hopped in and started uh, started calling games. And don't get me wrong, you know, there's there's a couple good guys. Uh, for instance, Buck, you know, like a lot of people love to, to hate on Joe Buck. But, you know, when baseball, when the playoffs roll around, he's he's kind of the guy you're leaning on. So, yeah, but you can know, you imagine, we, can you imagine Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Tony that's Romo? What I was, like... That's what I was just about to say, dude. If you... Which one? It looks like you know Drew Brees entering the booth is going to be a foregone conclusion. So we're going to have, you know, two of the smartest quarterbacks of the last twenty-five years already locked down. That's Drew Brees and Tony Romo from a you know X's and O's standpoint. And then you know I think it's only a matter of time probably before Peyton Manning ends up in the booth. So yeah, you know Peyton, you're going to have Eli, Tom. I mean all of those guys. I don't want to call Tony Romo one of the best quarterbacks of all time, but you know some of the premier quarterbacks of our lifetime and probably three of the smartest guys to play in the NFL ever, you know, are all going to be commentating. And so he's, that's, and he's that's played exciting. with all these guys. I, I right. can't Which wait the most until Breeze and Romo get in a call together and just completely go <laughs> off script and start, like, shitting on each other. It's going to blow up on live TV. That is going to be the epitome of 
I mean, and probably the end of this like pro. Quite frankly, thing. though. Quite frankly, though, I mean, Romo doesn't hold a candle to what Priest has done. No, yeah. not not from a career standpoint. But I hate to say, like, I think it's without debate that Romo has proved his chops in the fucking booth. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, absolutely. Like, you're to, you're gonna have to show me someone better than Romo before I just believe that someone can be better than him because he's yeah. the best I've ever seen already. You know? For sure. Yeah. Well, somebody else that's getting money is our man Christian McCaffrey getting McCaffrey money, so to say. The Panthers running back keeps on winning today he finalized a four-year extension worth 64 million dollars now this is on top of his rookie deal so he is expected to be paid out a total of 75 million over six years not bad uh wanted to hear your guys thoughts on this you know with everything that's going on with cam and the transitions in coaching with the panthers what does it look like for christian mccaffrey and the future of the panthers it's a well number one i mean if anyone deserves it it's him you know he he literally is a is a do-it-all player you know there've there've probably been quote-unquote better running backs at times and you know there there are certainly better receivers that have come through the nfl but to find one person who can kind of do it all you know touch the ball 30 plus times every single game and you know get you 150 yards a game and a couple scores like that's just that's the guy you're leaning on so a he deserves it b uh, everyone knows it's you know not a good idea to kind of uh, you know hitch your wagon to a running back as uh, on a salary basis that is you know for an NFL team but they actually it's not a bad deal here uh, like you said the the four year deal is basically sixteen million a piece but because of uh, his remaining contract you know uh, they're kind of spreading that out seventy five million over six years and you know twelve and a half mil that's obviously a lot of money but that's that's just kind of the the going rate for a franchise freaking running back so um you know to to have him locked in for that that's i mean arguably i, I don't the really best think you can replace that league. or should look to replace that for cheaper one of i should say it, it's good that they locked him down but it doesn't address the root of the problem which is that's that's what i was alluding their quarterback to. or lack thereof so i'm i'm assuming they're going to draft one I know they just re-signed. Uh, what's his face? They do. They have Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. Oh, you see, this is how far out I am with sports right now. I completely forgot. <laughs> Tom, Tom, Tom. I completely man. forgot on, about dude. Teddy uh, Yikes! I I retract my. So statement. actually, they're sitting in pretty good shape. All right. I think a bigger part, the big part of their. I mean, I don't think the Panthers are going to be. Oof. They're sitting in a pretty difficult division right now with the the Falcons a bit reloaded. Getting Todd Gurley, having Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, all that good stuff. Um, but, you know, and then they got Tom Brady down in Tampa Bay now, and they look like a powerhouse team. But I think the Panthers are sitting probably in like third or fourth in this division. And who's the other quarterback in that division? Um, Matt Ryan? No, Matt. so it's Matt Ryan. It's Teddy B, Matt Ryan, oh, Kyle, Tom Brady. Kyle Allen's with the Skins now, isn't he? Drew that's, Brees. That's it. And Drew Brees, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you look at that division, really, it's it's... <laughs> That's a pretty tough division. Uh, so, I guess what I'm going to ask is, they're going to have to heavily rely on Christian McCaffrey because of the fact that they've got a fairly weak receiver fleet. Yeah, for and, sure. And that's that's kind of what I'm alluding to is, do you think that even with Teddy B there and the focus being on Christian the entirety of the time defense-wise, that he's going to be as productive as he's been? 
Uh, I don't think you can slow him down, honestly. I think what you see is I, what you I get. I agree. I think he's a yeah. beast. but I People think are already game-planning for Christian McCaffrey, and, and we're seeing what he can do anyways. You know, with, with horrible quarterback play, they haven't had a receiving core in fucking three years. So, uh, you know, it's Hey, man, Christian. they picked up Robbie Anderson. <laughs> um, I will say <laughs> that I think wide receiver is obviously something they're going to address heavily in this upcoming draft. So, uh, they what's must. his face? Um, you know, Matt Rule kind of just taken over the the keys to the castle. There um, has has done a lot of signing, kind of uh, you know, for lack of a better word, shitty veterans uh, to to kind of uh, round out his team. Uh, and I I think obviously you know they're they're loading up on some capital that they can eventually burn for late round draft picks, and they're just kind of putting all their chips in the table for this for this upcoming draft. Well, let's just pray that we get the NFL season. Uh, yeah. That's all we can do right now. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and close things out here with some buzzer beaters. We'll have Harry kick us off. Yeah, there's just so little to talk about in the world right now. Um, let's talk about your mustache. I thought, yeah, I mean, yeah. Are you, I, are, I you gro- are you grooming it? Are you keeping it? No. Like, let's talk about no. it. No. Are you supposed to like shampoo it? Like, do I put shampoo I, in this thing? I do when it gets fairly thick. Because it gets very like uh, wiry. A nice bit. little, like, nice little tip. If you're just hanging out in the shower, just packing a chow, throw a little conditioner in that bad Jackson. Let it sit for about five minutes. Yeah, have a nice furry little caterpillar on the top. Of okay, the okay. Yeah, no, I, I, I like. It. I mean, I think I might keep it for a little bit. Uh, I've got a meeting with my CEO tomorrow morning, so <laughs> we'll see how he likes it. <laughs> Um, and, uh, I don't think he knows about it yet, so we'll see. But I mean, other than that, um, you should just pretty cool to, I don't know if you guys, I don't know if you guys watched the replay of the 2019 masters yesterday with, uh, Jim Nance and, and Tiger doing their kind of their little video chat, I heard during good things. It, but it's very cool to watch. Um, yeah, it's, it's just cool to see someone like Tiger talk about the game and talk about how he approaches each hole and each shot. Um, and, and kind of gets Romo bit, speaking about football. Yeah, exactly. They just it's just like it. <laughs> they think about things that that you never would, um, and uh, it's just cool to see that that bit of insight. So, in a, in a world where we don't have any sports, it's kind of cool to see some of these replays of of past championships. Uh, I watched a bit of last year's French Open finals between Rafa Nadal and Dominic Team. It's like kind of replaying some of that stuff. You know, it, it, it yeah. gives you a the little nostalgia. bit of entertainment, even though it's stuff that's happened. Yeah. I, I mean, thought, watching the old Masters is sick. I watched the one with Chris DeMarco and Tiger Woods, the 05, yeah, I think. That's badass. That went into yeah. a playoff. It was awesome. Yeah. Really cool that's to watch. When he, that's when he chipped in on 16. Yeah. Wells, what do you got for us? Well, on the note of all these old replays, I got caught in the rabbit's hole last weekend watching, like, old-school boxing matches. Like, some Muhammad Ali was on, Mike Tyson, Holyfield. And these are, like, the the glory moments of the sport of boxing and so if any of those are on i would suggest you sit down and just just watch them boxing matches are only like 45 minutes to an hour uh and it's just like you know we hear about them being the greatest of all time and you know all all the hype that comes with them but how many people our age you think have actually watched muhammad ali in his prime yeah, like a full fight. I mean, even for as big like a sports junkie as I was growing up, like I've never even watched a full right. Muhammad Ali. Exactly, fight, and know? that was just really cool to see and kind of, 
you know, the the realization of like, oh wow, this is why he's so good. Yeah. This is why he was, you know, the greatest showman of sports for an entire generation. Uh, so that was really cool. Also, I was thinking about this. Why don't we just get full Olympics coverage this summer of like past Olympics? Now that the Olympics are probably are they canceled yet? I don't even fucking know. Postponed. Yeah, yeah, they're postponed until next year. They should yeah. just replay the Olympics. Pick a year where the broadcast is, a, you know, a decent camera. Because if you threw on the Olympics from ten years ago and told me that it was the twenty twenty Olympics, I wouldn't have a fucking clue of who who the athletes are, unless it was like basketball. I couldn't tell you a single Olympic athlete of any country. Tom's well, like you could also get. Tom's you like, would also get Usain Bolt in his prime. You'd see Michael yeah, Phelps I was, in his yeah, prime. I was going to say, say, Michael Phelps just won his 40th medal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What would, what I, would I actually not it. be bad? It would not be a bad idea is to just kind of do like a, you know, with within the way that the normal Olympic schedule works, just basically do like a greatest of all time feature. You know, yeah, like, yeah. that would be incredible. Basically, over the, just a greatest hits edition of the Olympics over the last fucking sixty years. Like that's what we need televised all summer long. We like, should hear the best soccer games, hear the best hockey it. games. You know, they could replay the freaking you know the um, the old Soviet Soviet Union versus uh, you know United States game. I think uh, there's actually the TV rights. There's something up with the TV rights and that that whole Olympics thing in general, which is I think is what the issue is. But like in in times yeah. like this. Just fucking suck it up. The greatest hits. Come, come yeah. together. We need the greatest hits of the Olympics. Do it for the people. And that, that's In all I have to say. In terms of entertainment, I will say I watched The Way Back, new Ben Affleck movie. Skip it. The, the basketball movie? Yeah, it's a ripoff Coach Carter. Oh, gotcha. That sounds beat. And Ben Affleck just plays himself. He play, I mean, it's a true story. It's his life and yada, yada, yada. That's great and all. But, like, literally there's a basketball player who, like, Gets kicked off the team, and he's like, Coach, this is all I got. And he's like, all right, you come play with us. And the kid scores the winning hoop, blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, this is Coach Carter. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Where's, where's uh, Let the Drummer Kick by yeah. Citizen Cope? I know, yeah. I know it's hanging around the corner somewhere. Rich what? <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you as always for joining us tonight. If you're not already, make sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram. We know that you're on it. You've got nothing else to do. Additionally, make sure to click and subscribe either on iTunes or Spotify. Both works for us um, so that you can stay up to date on our weekly released episodes. Excited to turn it over to you, Shakes, to play us out. Let's hear it. All right, two things. Uh, Well, one good thing happening during this quarantine is uh, season three of Westworld, which has been nothing short of badass thus far. Thank you, Shakes. Um, I will say if you're a Westworld fan – um, you know, it take, takes a lot of effort, concentration, intelligence, if you will, to to keep up with seasons one and two. Uh, not exactly linear or chronological, uh, multiple timelines happening, all of the above. Whereas season three, thankfully, there have been some flashbacks involved, but it's a much more linear storyline. It's also, you know, just a lot, uh, what I would call, bigger from a visual scale. And uh, it's a little, you know, darker characters have finally found their roles so this i think this season honestly has has been the best even though it's it's a little bit different than the first two that's that's uh, what makes it great stories something is yeah like, when yeah. is like the oh shit moment gonna happen and it's just gonna yeah. throw me for i mean it's they're they're telling a lot uh within every single episode which is which is a lot different you know the first two seasons were moving pretty slow this one's moving pretty quickly and there's a lot there's a lot going on so this is really great television really great writing directing all of the above soundtrack per usual so 
check out Westworld Season 3. And then finally, uh, just last week, uh, The Strokes, all-time favorite band, uh, just released their new album called The New Abnormal. So uh, I know we played a single a couple months ago, uh, but we're going to play you out with some Strokes again. So shout out to John Grimes here. <laughs> Later. All right, guys. Peace.